0: Kickboxing. oh shit yeah got my homie training me now so I'm watch a, out yeah i'm gonna be challenging a lot of lawyers for catalogs coming up pretty soon
1: <laughs>
0: <like>. <laughs> Nah, so it's uh it's kind of good though I'm, I'm excited about it
1: i can't see good you card. being able to kick very high no yeah, offense that's,
0: that's the thing that's why i'm doing it because you know i got the hand speed and all that yeah i just got to get some roundhouses and all that and flexibility going
1: yeah for those of you that don't—I mean, I guess we're just going to get right into it. Yeah, right? yeah. What's going on? You people? just interrupted a conversation about kickboxing and Eddie Sanders. For those of you who don't know Eddie, I mean, I wouldn't just peg you as a kickboxer. No offense. I feel you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a like—I don't know what a kickboxer looks like, but true. It's not. You know, you're like linebacker. More, more girthy. What did you say? <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to use that word. No girth involved. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Industry Standard Podcast. This is our uh second episode. episode number two. We made it back. We did.
0: Cool. Uh so thank you everybody listen to episode one. And for all that you that told us like we sounded amazing. That's not because of us. Shout out to Don.
1: Yeah. So Thanks, Don.
0: Don is in the building with us again tonight. Um so hopefully episode 2 sounds just as amazing.
1: Yeah, we got brought back for a second episode. So what, how
0: are you how are you doing? How's how's I'm good. The week's been
1: The weeks have been busy, man, just living this uh life in the music industry and and dad life. Dad life definitely.
0: Yeah. I feel you. Um I think some of our listeners don't understand that going into quarter 1 in the industry is when things start to ramp up because like november december time everything's closing down people aren't doing stuff but then like these first two months going into march it's a lot of work going in like people are getting that tour routing set up for the summer like a lot of summer releases people are planning for so
1: yeah i don't get it i I, everybody that i deal with in uh you know on, on contract side whether it's other lawyers or or labels or whatever managers everybody takes the month of december off how do you take an entire month off? I mean, I, I'm in the same industry. I don't get a month off.
0: Entire month. And then it's like the important divisions too. Like the whole, accounting department is just yeah, no, like. We're oh, yeah, we're closed. Yeah, we're closed. Like, <laughs> close wait, wait a minute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what the hell? I don't get it. So I want one of those
0: jobs. True. I don't know, but yeah. Maybe. Maybe. maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah,
1: we're busy. Yeah. And there's here. a lot going on. Right? There is a lot going on. Yeah. So, we, we're going to do a little update on uh, on the news.
0: Yeah, we can... Uh, last week, we talked about 21 Savage. At the time, he was still in ICE custody. Um, we can now report that he has been released on a bond. He had his... The felony charge that they were holding him under, the aggregated felony charge that they were planning to deport him under, has been dropped. Um, now, that felony charge was back from the 2014 arrest that he had, so... That charge has been dropped, but they are, he is still facing deportation for overstaying his visa.
1: He's got a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, like his song, right? A lot. See what I did there? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'm Definitely. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, he's still facing deportation. Um, and then there was a lot of cl- conflicting reports when it actually came out. Now it's saying that he was seven when he was here. Yeah. Earlier, the, like, the ICE spokesperson was, he got here when he was a teenager. and you know, all that misinformation going out, so...
1: So what well, I mean so what do you think like I have been following it but like I'm not super close to the story what do you think you think the felony stuff the fact that he was picked up with some other people who might have had
0: Yeah I mean I see a lot of DC influence in this situation um, trying to make an example trying to make an example we feel like we can use this as an image to like show why we need stronger immigration laws cuz this isn't the type of person we want in america but it backfired on him because yeah. there was a lot of strong support behind him so he still is facing the, the deportation but it's a pretty good chance to be here because now it's just for overstaying staying the visa yeah um and we have to give a shout out to jay-z for swooping in because from my understanding he was the one that hired the legal the legal staff for 21 savage and was the ones that
1: Got him the right kind of lawyers. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I know that the law firm that he was working with before, it's strictly an entertainment firm, and now he's got some real immigration lawyers working for him. And, I mean, for those, immigration law is complicated, and I'm by no means an expert. um, But he he would satisfy the requirements of being an expert or being a a specific talent, which falls, I think, under O-1 visa. Uh, But the fact that he never filed for it is what caught him up. You know, if someone comes over and they say, hey, I'm a rapper or I'm a singer or something and they don't have any accolades, they don't have a management agreement, they don't have a recording agreement, they're not going to get the visa. But 21 Savage, you know, he's pretty accomplished.
0: I think he did apply, though, from what I Red. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, they, no. he actually had... Uh, it was just pending? Yeah, he has a pending application. They said it can take three to four years, so he put his application in. It was still late, but he put it in yeah. around 2016, 2017. Okay. So he's waiting So that's that. what they're
1: so, holding him on, though, because yeah. it was late.
0: So that's still a civil offense that he shouldn't have been arrested for yeah. in the first place.
1: But. He's doing all right. I saw his, uh, his video with J. Cole for that song I had like... Forty-five million. Oh yeah, I Jeez, mean, I think he's doing okay. He's still doing well, like a number one and a number three song at the same time on you, Billboard. You know
0: that the streams go up when any time your name is mentioned.
1: It's true. Yeah. No press is bad press. I think right. is the same. I
0: guess we can. That can lead into who else's stream numbers are going up right now. Yeah, even but, though he's in a <laughs> yeah. bad situation. But yeah, we're not we're not comparing these two at all. No, but just and, the,
1: and I think he would argue that. Uh, there is such thing as bad press, yeah. And we're 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 talking about uh, Chicago's own R. Kelly, Mr. Robert Kelly,
0: yeah. Um, if you have been like under a rock, or whatever <laughs> you and you have noticed, he has been arrested on ten counts of like sexual assault, four different uh, women, uh, so far, so far, right? So he has been up until now. He has been bailed out on yeah. thousand hundred thousand bond uh but i guess in our conversation it's the aspect of he was in jail for three days because he couldn't post he couldn't make that 100k and then we say to ourselves how can the person that wrote i believe i can fly
1: bump and grind bump and grind all these records Ignition. not have 100k and
0: yeah. i think it's the understanding of is he still in ownership of his publishing
1: yeah but, so we'll take our uh nerdy music lawyer spin on on this and industry knowledge and and I mean, I, there's no question. We're not going to get into the ethics and the morals and character of R. Kelly. Like, clearly, the guy's got some problems, Definitely. right? Definitely. And it, it, the thing that did strike both of us is the fact that he spent several days in jail when he got picked up. Usually when there's high-profile people that get picked up by police and they get charged, they're out within 24 hours on bail. And so I think he had a million dollar bail set, and to post bond, you have to hit 10% of that. So he needed 100 grand. It's not a small amount of money, but it's R. Kelly. Like, you got to figure he's got assets that he can pay $100,000. Well, so I heard someone else had to lend him that $100,000 because. Oh, yeah, he
0: was bailed out by a woman, 47 year old woman from Roosevelt. Yeah. Didn't give a name, just said friend of R. Kelly. So 47 year old woman
1: from Romeoville. Yeah. yeah, Romeoville. Romeoville, Man. I think I said Roseville. Yeah. Right? yeah, Romeoville. My yeah, problem. which is a suburb of Chicago. Uh, so how does someone like R. Kelly not have any money? I mean, I think he's spent, there's no question he spent millions of dollars on legal fees. This is not his first brush with the law. It's been sort of, um, the, the number one question is, how has this guy not been arrested? How has he not been in jail when... He flaunted the fact that he was married to someone who was 13 years old when he got when he got married. So he has what I don't know how many songs he's published. It's hundreds. Right? I just,
0: he's, well, act, the he that he's published hundreds, but in the article I was reading, 653.
1: He's got credits of 653 songs. So that means that he has writer's credit. So those aren't songs that he necessarily recorded and put out as R. Kelly songs. Those are songs that he's written for. Aaliyah for Celine Dion for a bunch of rap groups. I mean, let's, he's, let's not
0: forget B2K. Bump, bump, bump.
1: <laughs> B2K. <laughs> so, and I mean, these aren't small songs, right? These right. are huge, huge number anthems, one hits, number like, yeah. one song. He was the number one R and B, you know, recording artist. So, how it, it kind of goes all the way back to the root level. How does a musician make money, right? And someone at that level, a they're gonna they're gonna tour and they're gonna play live shows and they're gonna book special appearances and sponsorships. Well, clearly. He he's, not, yeah, he's not he's doing not, that. He's not right. getting that. Like n- nobody's touching him, right? For a very long time. Uh, hopefully forever. Uh so no money there. So that immediately stopped. And I I mean I think that stopped a while before the documentary came out.
0: Yeah, I think he had like a couple spot overseas dates because yeah. they just weren't aware of the culture yeah. yet, but after the lifetime show all, all those were.
1: Okay. Yeah. So that door is closed, right? So no more no more live appearances. So then there's The master recordings, right? So he's a Sony RCA RCA artist. Um, We don't know what his deal looks like. We don't know what percentage he was supposed to get from that. But they dropped him, right? So I don't know how much he owed. I don't know what his advances were or anything like that. But he's getting a small percentage uh, from streams, downloads, sales of those records. Um, Talk about how the fact that his numbers have actually increased since all of this. But... That's a small amount of money, not enough to pay $100,000 in bail, let alone the retainer for a team of lawyers to try to get him out of this mess that he's in. And then there's the publishing. So a writer, prolific writer, maybe like the most prolific R&B writer ever, you would think has millions of dollars coming in from publishing. So he has none. He was also dropped from his publishing deal. Who was Sony. Uh, They said
0: Sony had his publishing.
1: And then Universal was doing admin, something like that. One of the majors had him for some time, but they dropped him. That doesn't mean that he stops earning. Right. It means they still collect and they've got to pay him, but nothing new. He's not getting any new income from that. Obviously, nobody's going to put any new R. R Kelly songs out. So that valve is essentially shut off. But we've heard, and this is – I. Can't substantiate this. We're not one to run rumors, but from from pretty good sources, in his previous legal battle, which was I don't know, oh
0: three oh four, the yeah. original child pornography case. Yeah,
1: he, he was out of money then, and actually, what we've heard is that he assigned part of his publishing to his lawyers, so it was his writer share. So that gets into the whole publishing conversation, and so we're trying to spin this. Not about R. Kelly, not about all the bad crap he's done, which it clearly seems like it's been a lot of bad stuff. Um,
0: but just a real conversation about what is publishing and Yeah, because it's a prime example of like you look at his situation, you say, Okay, he should be earning, but then in the situation if he did sell off his writer share, what is what do we actually mean by the writer's share and the publishing share? Because RCA and Sony, they're still collecting. And that's their publishing share. So we're always looking at this the composition as some say 200 percent, so you can say 100 for the writer, 100 for the publisher, or you can just say 100 percent and split it 50/50. So the writer's share is essentially that other the 50 percent that R. Kelly is in ownership of, but now has sold off to his legal team because right. he didn't so, have actual cash. Assets.
1: Right. So if you look at it as like, you know, publishing is set up intentionally hundreds of years ago hundreds, yeah, it's a long time ago, to confuse artists. like There's no question that the original law was like set up to just confuse artists. Why is there 200% of something that there's only one of? It doesn't make any sense, right? So like Eddie just said, there's there's really 200%. So there's 100% to the publisher, 100% to the writer. When you sign a publishing deal, you're giving your publishing side up. So for every dollar that comes in on the publishing side, 50 cents of it goes to the publisher. So you sign a, a publishing deal with Universal or with Cobalt or whoever it is, they're taking that 50 cents, cents, not the rapper. The other 50 cents goes to the writer. You rarely ever give up your writer's share. It's like the sacred thing. So you might give up 100% control, but they always assign back 50% to the writer. And so you're always collecting that side of it. And that that plays out on your uh, publishing income from public performance, from mechanical royalties, all the different ways that you can make money through publishing. And when you're a big writer like that, think of all the licenses that those songs have gotten every time it's in a movie, every time it's in a commercial. Anytime anybody uses it, publishers are getting paid. Anytime it's streamed, it's a tiny percent, but when you're talking about songs that have hundreds of millions of streams, that adds up. So when you assign... Your publishing side, you're usually getting a big check for it. Otherwise, there's no real reason to do it. And you're able to earn off of the writer's side. If you've given up both sides...
0: You, you're not collecting anything. You're done.
1: So there's no... You, your writing is, is done. The one thing that you can hold on to and use as an annuity for the rest of your life is, is gone.
0: So that's just understanding artists. When getting into agreements, understanding what percentage of your copyright you're giving up. So just understanding when you get into multiple agreements with with your manager, then the label, then maybe, uh, well, strictly just publishing, you get in with someone that's going to set up the publishing and then there's another company that handles the admin, just understanding.
1: Where it's all going and how many, uh, yeah, what percentage you're actually giving up. And I, I, so I work, we both work with a lot with writers and producers and who are more behind the scenes and they live very nice lives and they can get very nice checks if they're writing songs that are on the radio and for big stars and so understanding where that that value is is really important and a lot of people a lot of artists think i need a publishing deal i need a publishing deal i need publishing like you you don't you really don't unless a you're going to get a big check and it can change your life or it can help you get to that next level or the publisher can set you up with other writers. So if you sign with Warner Chappell, you're going to get in the room with some of the best producers and some of the best co-writers, top-line writers, the people that write the lyrics, you know, in the world. If you're signing a publishing deal with Joe Schmo's Publishing because they give you a thousand bucks and now they own fifty percent uh, or hundred percent of your publisher share, not a good move, you know. So don't think that you have to have a publishing company. It's really those two for me. I don't know about your opinion, but my opinion is, unless you're unless you're getting in the room with Justin Tranter and Julia Michaels and some of these amazing writers who have multiple number one hits every year, what, or you're getting six plus figure check, right. why are you signing your publishing away? Yeah, make it the sense.
0: same way. Like you want to build up the value in your catalog before you sell it off. Because if you're if you're in it for that advance check or whatever, it's not going to be that nice unless you're your music is doing well. So yeah, it's. I'm always from the aspect of, unle- just like you said, unless it's taking you to the next level where you're going to be in the room and now you're going to be, you're writing for a Drake and you're writing for a Kendrick Lamar. You're in the studio with these guys where there's number one hits happening or you're getting something to make you comfortable and you can t- continue creating. There's no reason to rush into that deal.
1: Yeah, and so another another aspect of this is an admin situation. So that's another like a hot topic that that's floating around is like, Oh, I can get an admin deal. And what an admin deal is you're giving up a smaller percentage. It, it, let me walk that back. So on a publishing deal, you're giving up the copyright. You don't own your publishing anymore. So anything you write during that term, maybe it's a three-year term, any song that you write during that three-year term, you don't own your publishing anymore, right? Whoever you signed with owns it for an admin deal. It's a license. they, control your copyright but you get it back after those 3 years. And they take a smaller percentage but they're able to collect worldwide. So you have a number one song or whatever, you have a big song and it starts earning money, it's earning money globally. People have this misconception that if you are signed with ASCAP or BMI or CSEC, they're going to collect if your song is played in Thailand. Like maybe, but I don't know how they do that. You know there's no real way of 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 making sure. But if you sign with an admin that has sub administrators in all of those different countries, they're gonna collect and you're gonna see more money. So that's the advantage. Sometimes you can get a check from an admin too if you have some big hits. True. Cool. Yeah. There's some gems in there, I think.
0: Yeah, it was a couple gems.
1: Publishing is I mean it's It's like I said it's a consistent conversation. Yeah, and it's it's intentionally confusing. So like I've been doing this for a minute and it's still I still gotta be like wait okay hold on is it the writer writer share here what am I assigning why are they taking a hundred percent how am I still making money it's not it's not simple so this is something
0: that we want to preface it now you're probably gonna hear certain topics being discussed over and over again and it's because that's how important it is yeah and also because we want to drive it home like these things are important to remember so you're gonna hear about publishing again and we may repeat this again also we're. Going to be getting new listeners, hopefully. So we want them to be able to grab that information as well. So yeah, if you hear things repeated again, it's not because we didn't remember we said it no. last time. It's just we want to. We're doing
1: this for you. Yeah, man. That's We're for doing the this all for you.
0: Quick news: I was in the gamer community, looking around, uh, and Marshmallow EDM DJ heard of him. Yeah. Did did an event on Fortnite where he had a little concert. Yeah, Epic Games, who is the owner of Fortnite. Release their numbers 10.7 million people attended the concert at once at one time and he played like a set it was like a dj set
1: so he probably well like So it was essentially live it was like or recorded doesn't matter
0: he's live or recorded or he was just like he just played the set it wasn't him live there playing but it was like
1: i mean did they have like an avatar that looked like
0: yeah it looked like marshmallow
1: how much do you think he got for that you got to imagine it's a lot, right? I mean, they, yeah. I mean, he doesn't show up to do a concert probably for less than half a million at this point in his career. And then you
0: got to say, at an average concert, how many people we got there? How yeah, many, and now he's it?
1: performing in front of- 10 million 10, people? 10, almost 11 million people. Yeah. And so the one thing I know, so um, we have a band that we work with, um, Mystery School, shout out to Mystery School, that is very active on Twitch which uh, up until about six months ago, I didn't know what it was because I'm old. But so Twitch is uh, it's a place to watch other people play games and and um, it's a gamer community um, online, right? So you can go and watch other amazing gamers play or you can play yourself and talk to your friends about it. And it's like random. It, to me, the internet is kind of a negative place to be talking to strangers. But Twitch is positive like people are really nice to you on there which it's weird okay but it's nice but all these twitch people were just calling out marshmallow saying like you know marshmallow and his people were saying this was the first time anybody's ever done this it's not true i think there was like a full-on festival in a different game like not that long ago within that community but like this is the future right for sure and everybody our guys at mystery school we're one of the first to start a consistent stream on there to introduce people to their music, so they're using it as a way, a creative way. instead of just using normal social media, they're using it to like you know engage with real fans that like they'll do a stream. There'll be a few hundred people on it, but those few hundred people will be there for three hours while they're talking about news. They're basically doing what you and I are doing, just talking right. about stuff. And it's a real community. People buy merchandise from a band that you've never heard of because they want to be part of this community. So everybody's trying to figure out Twitch and trying to figure out like, okay, well, yeah. Because can next we thing? see
0: more concerts in these in games now? It's gotta it the, be.
1: Yeah, and it's gotta. And you know, it's gonna it's gonna work into virtual reality for sure too. Where like literally, you're never gonna have to leave your couch unless and you gotta go to the have, bathroom. I guess.
0: You're just gonna have a Lollapalooza on on your game. Okay? Yeah.
1: And who wants to stand out with all those people anyway? Yeah, I was... I mean, that's personal,
0: but, like... Yeah, I'm a little bit more comfortable on my sofa. Yeah. So, yeah, I
1: could... And port-a-potties, like, sorry, fuck that. I'm not, not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. True. So, uh,
0: I was also reading... I've been seeing a lot of articles on smart speakers.
1: Smart speakers. Sparks,
0: they're saying smart speakers are the future. Um, it's hitting the stage now where it's past the early adapter stage, and now it's going into... Mainstream. Mainstream. Yeah. And it's actually doing well. They were looking at the numbers from Christmas season to determine if how that would do. And it was substantial growth. So 36% from last year. I think the numbers went up. And it's just increasing as far as like how many of these, how many households have these smart speakers now. Yeah. Um, you have one? I definitely have one. I have a Google Home.
1: I got an Alexa. Okay. Yeah. I love it. You do?
0: Yeah. What do you use it for? Uh use it to say, Okay, Google, play, uh, and then I get in the shower, and I go So you crazy. use it for music? Yeah.
1: And then you play, like, that's, that's your music source. Like, that's the speaker you listen to. Yeah. And it has the sound quality on it.
0: Awesome. Really? Yeah, because I have it in the bathroom and sometimes in the kitchen when I'm cooking, so it also helps giving recipes and all
1: that. Yeah. So I have, I have Sonos. I'm fancy like that, so I've got Sonos throughout the house, and we have Alexa, and I tell Alexa to play in a certain thing. And it's integrated within Spotify. The Alexa, like, you know, I don't know what it's called. The, the little Alexa speakers is, is crap. But the Sonos is great. And so I think you can buy fancier Alexa speakers or whatever. True. Um, but honestly, like, we use it with smart light bulbs. <laughs> so, so you can do like,
0: Alexa, make it very yeah,
1: Like, shut the front light off or shut the upstairs light off. And it, and it does it. And people are all paranoid that it's listening to you, and you know it's. People you know, say, I, "I'm not. I, I don't care, if, man. If, if you
0: want to hear me and my homies play NBA 2K, then that's fine. I'm not Listen conducting in. any. I don't yeah, have a secret
1: <laughs> cell in my house. Like, I'm not conducting any sort of like yeah, I'm not really crimes. Right. I've got like, there's nothing going. On. I don't care. And if it if Amazon learns that I like certain things." I'm good with that too because it. I, I don't have to search for it; it'll just come. Like I'm good with all of that.
0: I wish there was a way for that information, that consumer data, to actually get back to the creators as well. Because you know we have these algorithms and all that things. Yeah. But it's just from the tech companies that are holding on to this.
1: Oh, That's a good segue. I think. You're, I think I know where you're going with that. But 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 hold on, well, because we were in our lengthy preparation for our podcast, we, we were talking about <laughs> the the fact that there's. Now import on what your song or what your artist name is.
0: Yeah, because it was uh, because now from the research that smart speakers are doing so well, voice activation or voice command is almost the future. Right. We are now even with Comcast, your new remote, you talk into it to give you a channel. So people are no longer searching via like their thumbs; they're now asking for these records. Yeah. So it's that conversation of. Is your song is your song title too confusing? And what is your song title? Are now are you now placing your song title within the chorus yeah. of the song so people now recognize it? Um, a card, song like Cardi B Money, right. you hear that money over and over again. That song when somebody asks for it, voice activation will pick that up.
1: But how many songs are called Money? I mean, that's the other thing to think of. Like yeah. how unique do you need to be? But and and then like, there's a band that I love. I saw open for Leon Bridges, uh, Cardi. I can't even pronounce her name. Like I it's Kargabian or carrag Kar- I can't it starts with a K. I can never use voice. I've literally sat there trying to get Alexa to play that and then I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll just go on my phone and you know, <laughs> right. which is not labor intensive either. It's not that hard to like type it in. But still, you're right. Like if 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 you want voice recognition, if that's the wave of the future and you really aren't going to have to even use your fingers anymore, you're just going to say stuff and it's going to play. You gotta think about it. Like, how many bands are called the same as your band? How many songs are the same title? Like, that shit matters
0: now. Yeah, you got 100 people in the forest yelling, How does your voice stand (laughs) out? You know, it's like, You gotta figure that thing out. So, that's just something to keep on your mind when you're you're looking at creating, I guess, which sucks. I mean, but design is that combination of commerce and art. So, you have to be able to. That's a gem, right there. Yeah,
1: there we go. Yeah. I don't know that that was an original thought, but like that, no, was, no. that was a gem for sure. That's
0: probably got it from some Netflix movie,
1: <laughs> Which you asked Echo to play for you with yeah. your voice. Yeah, I like. Speaking it. of Netflix,
0: yeah, guys, uh, and also, have you checked out the Quincy Jones documentary? I did. I saw it. Yeah. Did you see the Sam Cook one? No. Okay, there's one on Sam Cook as well. Okay. So that one is just as amazing. Okay,
1: so, I think there's going to be that, like, because of Bohemian Rhapsody. It's going like, to be a wave. It's, yeah, there's an Elton John one coming. There's an Elton one coming. And, I, I mean, there's I think there's one about the Who. Like, it's just that's the next trend. Cause it's kind of
0: cool, though, because, like, these stories need to be told. Like It was a lot about Quincy Jones. I only knew Quincy from Thriller on. Yeah. I didn't know Frank Sinatra. Uh, same. I didn't know that Frank. either. Yeah, And then Sam Cooke, I didn't know. Like, he was one of the first artists to actually start a published company, start a label, own his masters, and understand that whole
1: concept. It's like... All right. Yeah. It just blew me away. Didn't know any of that. Yeah, man. It's a really good documentary. He died when he was like 36 or yeah, something, Yeah, right?
0: it's a lot behind that too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a little mysterious on like how. He he's got from to Chicago, right? Yeah, he's hmm. from Chicago. Died out in LA. Huh. Yeah, so it was hmm, a tricky situation. Next up on my list is that Teddy Pendergrass. He's on Hulu. Yeah. But it's not Hulu, it's like Showtime Hulu.
1: And I don't know. Yeah, my account yeah, my account already, isn't yeah. that 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 you awesome probably guy. hack into something, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm waiting for a YouTube link. Yeah. No, I'm not,
0: no piracy because we don't. No, in that. of yeah. course not. <laughs> of course I'm in not.
1: hack. I don't, yeah, never mind. Positive hack. Yeah, of course. Paid for hack. <laughs>
0: Paid for? Paola?
1: Oh, wow. Amen. <laughs> hey, on fire. Paola. So, what is, I, I guess, to me, payola was one of these terms that you heard or saw in movies, right? Where someone would drop off a stack of cash right. to some dude in a radio station and hand over a, you a know, vinyl, a vinyl record and spin their song, and then you're on the radio and you're famous, right? And then like everybody does a bunch of cocaine and you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> you're a rock star. Yeah, out there. you're a rock star. So government caught wind of it and outlawed payola. At some point, I don't even know what year it was, but it's been outlawed for a long time. So you can no longer pay to play, right? And every contract says that whenever you're dealing with anything radio-related, right? Can't pay to play. So enter the world of streaming and the all-important playlist. If I have one more artist ask me, how do I get on a playlist? Like, I'm just going to quit. But it is the most important thing today to any artist is to get on that playlist. Because you get on that playlist... Not only do you make money from streams, sometimes that's the only, only income if you're not touring and you're not, you know, not getting licenses. So it's important on that level. But then it's the biggest recognition you get as well. Like, yeah. oh, shit, this guy's got...
0: We're talking like the on Apple, like the A-list hip-hop right. playlists and Rap Caviar rap, on Spotify. Right, like,
1: New Music Friday and and Fresh Finds and all that stuff. And so trying to get on those playlists... I but
0: remember. that's just, that's all fair and balanced, right? You just, it's based upon like... Solid numbers and everyone yeah. gets a fair chance to be on this playlist. Right? right,
1: I like that. I like that. I like your optimism. Um, but I don't think that's quite accurate. And it's clear that because Spotify has to deal with all the majors, that in part of the negotiations with the majors that they get a, the lion's share. I would say of the major playlist, upwards of ninety percent is what I've heard.
0: Yeah, so nine out of every ten slots is on eight. the
1: major, you know, the big playlist. But there are thousands and thousands of playlists out there, and some have significant numbers, right? So you find a random playlist that isn't one of these, you know, um, major label controlled playlists, and it can do a lot for you. So how do you get on those?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. So now it's funny how the this pale the system almost has transformed from what we think of like that big italian guy sitting in the office taking the bag of cash. is he going to be, italian? I don't know, I was trying to give a good like a visual of it. Oh, it just okay. can't be a regular guy. Gotta, right, yeah, just a hairy dude. Yeah, hairy yeah. dude, hairy chest, gold <laughs> chain, a couple of Italians, He's yeah. definitely smoking a cigar For and he's sure. like you're going to be a star. <laughs> 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 and yeah. now it's turned into like Mark Zuckerberg is the the guy you're paying now. But here's the, the, the type of guy, the like, you know, tech thing.
1: Right. And and like it's some dude who runs a playlist in Germany that you've never heard of, but happens to have 300,000 followers and can mean that your new release winds up with 50,000 streams in the first weekend versus 2000, which, you know, it's not a lot of money because you don't make a lot of money from streams, but again, it's all marketing, right? So if you can show you're trying to get a label or you're trying to get a booking agent or you're trying to get licenses and you need to show numbers like it's a way to pay for your numbers, and you know? a
0: lot of this is the easiest way for people to discover you because a lot of people aren't searching. Essentially, for the most novice fans aren't searching for new music; they're discovering it through these playlists. So it is a way for you to essentially sure. get on now.
1: What I and, and the other interesting—I mean, there's a lot of interesting things about playlists. But what I've heard from some of our our folks that are distributors is that the most active and some of the the biggest numbers on playlists come from the um, context rather than content, right? So think about like workout playlists, sleeping, play, like relaxation, studying playlists, those things. I looked at, we're, we're about to release an album of um, piano songs, instrumentals, and I was like, well, I don't want to put this out. It's from a producer. He's a really good pop producer, but he's like, I want to put piano music out. And he showed me Peaceful Piano on Spotify, which I don't know, there's millions of listeners. The first song has 90 some million streams from some artist you've never heard of. And it's a piano, it's just a it's a nice it's like piano song. Calm office music. And I'm like, who listens to this? And then the other night I'm trying to put my two-year-old to sleep. And I'm like, I gotta get some peaceful piano songs to play eureka like i go to that playlist yeah. knocks her out and goes to sleep but that playlist was playing all night as you know as she's playing so she's those const- songs constantly streaming yeah and those artists are making real money from that so are there
0: services out that that you can go through because we're talking this payola thing but it's not the sense of like you're walking up to an office but are there sites out there that you can use to help you find for sure playlists?
1: i mean so there are there are different levels there's like the shady like Um, dark web stuff you can do and like there are there are I've never seen them but there are apparently farms of computers that are just constantly streaming the same song on repeat over and over so you wind up with hundreds of thousands if not more streams in a day that's expensive and people that do that have money or they're attached to a label I, I don't know shady I've never been a part of it I don't really know anything about it okay but there are websites that like you know you buy credits and they submit your song to certain playlist curators that have followings. And you can see who it is. There's one that we've used called Submit Hub. It's legit. You know, you, it's not super expensive. There's no guarantee. Um, you get some funny responses back from the people. They actually have to respond. It's it's kind of like a nice feedback. Most of it's garbage that you get back. But it works. Um, there's other ones. Playlist Push is another one um, where, I mean, you're, you're – pain to have people listen to your music and hopefully put it on there's no guarantee it's not like you hand over that stack and you automatically get on that playlist so that that's how they get away with it um but it's pure and simple i mean you're paying paying to get on playlists
0: well, at least it's good that they're are actual sites that our indie artists can can at least have a shot to try and
1: yeah i mean it's there, it huh? sucks that you still have to pay for it yeah but like you gotta pay for pr you know, and that's, that's where we're at now, right? And like PR now, you get, you know, if I'm going to pay $1,000 to a PR agent right now and they're going to give me a write-up on, I don't know, whatever, billboard or whatever, does that translate to streams?
0: Yeah, does that, Not I do really. see that the correlation is like right. you got to put together like an actual whole campaign of something. that
1: There's got to be a combination of a lot of different things, and I think that paying for playlisting is becoming part of that for sure.
0: How do you feel about paying for shows?
1: I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I I know it happens. Yeah. Um, Ramp it at South
0: by. So, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it's got to be the right show. Like, you can pay to open for Taylor Swift. Like, right. you know, you probably have to pay a lot to do that and probably not going to happen. So, maybe it's not the best example. But, like, yeah, paying to get on. First of all, you got to pay to get there. You got to bring your band down there. You got to get the equipment, all that stuff. And then you got to pay to get on. Man. Playing for free is one thing for the opportunity, but, man, to pay to get on something?
0: That's going to be tough. It's rough. So already, light bulb just went off. So next episode would be before South By. Yeah. So we're definitely going to have to drop some South By gems, how to succeed in... The noise? Yeah.
1: I'm not. I mean, are you going to South I By? I don't think I'm going this year. I'm not either. I mean, I, I think that's kind of a sign right there. It's
0: definitely changed. Yeah. So it's like it's definitely more corporate than it, it was got real
1: loud, uh, real <laughs> noisy, really hard to sort of make any impact down there. I mean, that was like three or four years ago, but we'll save that for yeah, another episode. Sounds good, did what, good today, man. We, are we done? What else we I, got? I, we got think, I feel like we got, I'm on a roll.
0: We're not done, we can't be done, but we're feeling good though. Yeah, because you know, because we want to save MMA for a whole conversation, mixed right?
1: martial arts. No? I don't and know. Much yeah, we about could that. get back to the kickboxing. kickboxing guy, boxing, that's I like, started, yeah.
0: Yeah, and shout out to Augie for giving me that jab cross <laughs> hook combo. I'm feeling pretty good about my three punch combo right nice.
1: now. Well, I'm not going to mess with you on that. <laughs> but
0: MMA is what, Eddie? What does it stand music for? Music Modernization Act. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's definitely a big deal. It's a lot to unpack. Yeah. But, and it's something we're going to get into. But leading away from that is the understanding of one of the biggest things artists can do in leading up to the actual implementation of all this is making sure our songs are registered. Yeah. Making sure that we're with our ASCAPs, we're with our sound exchanges, we're filing for our copyrights. Yep. Because one of the main things with MMA is going to be that collective, that database that's set up for songwriters and producers to now get paid.
1: Right. Because there was a giant loophole. Where the DSPs just didn't have to pay if you didn't if they couldn't find out who wrote the song, they were free and clear and didn't have to pay
0: they which, just held on to it
1: yeah which I mean couldn't really blame them because there was no master database for it. MMA changes that it does a lot more than that and it's becoming political just like everything else right. that touches the government obviously but um, it's probably the most important piece of legislation not probably it's the most important piece of is, legislation. Yeah in the modern age of music, for sure.
0: So Yeah, that's definitely going to be something we got to just unpack in a whole episode and just dive into it, because it's three parts within just that one act.
1: Yeah, thing. we just don't want people to fall asleep. I mean, maybe, I don't care if people I fall asleep. Uh, maybe this.
0: Don can, like, while we're doing that, play some cool little, like, peaceful piano. No, peaceful piano, put them no, to put sleep. No, put them to sleep. We'll figure out a different, like...
1: we got to interrupt whatever. it with, yeah, like, some high-energy stuff, or, like, I don't know, maybe we can test out some one liners or some comedy routines Yeah, and I've been thinking about that, that been too. Been I, I feel on. like
0: I got to get like cool knock knock jokes or something like that. Yeah. Have a little stick. My 6-year-old's with...
1: got some of those. Oh. Yeah. okay So, I mean, we you know, maybe if we record earlier in the day, maybe We don't want to off that bring Yeah, there'd be a lot of like butts and poop <laughs> comments and stuff. But Why hey, does
0: poop still make people laugh when it's funny. Yeah, it is definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling, Don? You good? How are we sounding? Do we sound as crispy as last time? Extra crispy. You know we got the
1: upgrade. We did get an upgrade. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, for the like five people that listened to the first episode, thanks, mom and my shout sister. Out, shout out, mom. My yeah, mom as well. My wife listened. I think Eddie's girlfriend listened. That's that's five. Right no, nah, it's not. I mean, we <laughs> we. I don't want to sell ourselves short. So this thing is catching on like fire. Uh, people, the number one comment was, man, it sounds really good because we have Don. And we're in an actual recording, like, a not a recording, recording studio. This isn't at our house. We tried that. It didn't work. Shout suddenly. out to Classic Studios. Yeah.
0: So my mom apparently now told me that she has a label deal that she hasn't uh, seen any royalty statements from based upon the conversation we had, based upon the, the podcast that she listened to. Yeah. So now she's a uh, recording artist, apparently.
1: Congratulations. Uh, yeah. What kind of music?
0: She never told me what type of music. She never even told me what labels. She just told me, I need to get her, her check. No, For real?
1: Oh, all right. But my I'm
0: mom talking. loves to, like, get into that yeah. type of character, so.
1: My mom got mad at me because I said she goes to the doctor every day, and that was an exaggeration. I was taking artistic <laughs> liberty, and she got mad. I knew she was going to get mad about it. She also said I swore too much. Um, I think he a, you might have dropped a little swear today. We're supposed, be, we, we're supposed to be we're supposed to be real we're right? edgy we're very edgy <laughs> on this podcast um, are we we should wrap up right yeah, at this man. point should we sh- give a shout out again to Songfinch our, our one yeah, sponsor sh- shout out to Songfinch again <laughs> yeah. Easter's coming up what better way no to, to... <laughs> mother's
0: Easter come on <laughs>
1: who's <laughs> just going to insert every holiday. Oh, <laughs> uh, Easter songs. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good Easter ballad, right? No, but Mother's Day's coming up. Yep. What is, Songfinch, are you it you, you What a perfect way to tell time. your mother
0: you love her than a personalized song from Songfinch, songfinch.com.
1: Man, you got to get voiceover work. I don't know why you don't already. All right, so let's, let's figure that out. Can yeah. you manage me on that? No,
0: Pull up right now. Right, Don, can you manage my voiceover <laughs> career?
1: <laughs> okay, okay, that's at least step one. Cool. Uh, no, but seriously, Songfinch is great. You want to create a custom song for a gift, uh, one-of-a-kind songs by Real Artists. There's over 300 artists on the roster, and you can add a slideshow to it. You can get a custom vinyl. It's a, it's a great gift, and it also helps artists. So yeah, check it out, on songfinch.com.
0: Uh, we still want questions, so please hit us up again. Eddie at IndustryStandardPodcast.com
1: and, and Josh at IndustryStandardPodcast.com We have a website with not a lot on it other than our info and socials are coming soon.
0: Socials, we have uh, IS the IS Podcast on Ugh, Twitter.
1: That's awful. Yes. That's the only handle we could get. Yeah. yeah I know. We'll work on that. Yeah, we're going to have to get a better handle than that. Yeah, we don't have much, uh, you know, Song isn't really paying us a big budget <laughs> yeah, for a sponsorship yet. <laughs> True. So, uh, Don, thank you again
0: for for hanging out with us, you know. Yeah. Shout out to Classic Studios again. And uh, thank thanks. you guys for sticking around for the whole episode.
1: Yeah, and thanks for listening. And, and yeah, send us questions. Um, we can come up with ideas all day, but we want to hear what, what you guys think and, and uh, any questions you might have. Cool. Peace. Peace.